Hello and welcome to this very first episode of my new podcast, Not Flicks. Let's talk yoga. In this podcast, we have the really well-known Yinster, an all-round good guy, Dougal Meacham, chatting to us today. We talk everything from uh, my isolation Barnet to what yoga is all about. Come and join us and enjoy it. Hello, I believe that that is me live, uh, let's see, yes, yes, let's join Tugo's live. Let's have a wee look, connecting, oh hello. Hey, morning sir, how's it going? <laughs> Not too bad, how are you? Not too bad. Every time I look at you, I'm like, geez, that's a lot of hair. I know. My hair is uh, my hair has gone a little wild. Because um, <laughs> I don't have that problem. It's 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 mad. I feel like uh, every day in isolation, I look at my hair and it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's getting longer and longer. Considering I didn't, re- I never really had that much before. It's like I've sprouted this new new head of so hair. The, so the hairdressers cut their own hair. Can you blow us a myth out? I mean, I mean, I could do it, but I just, I did, I actually, it's funny, actually, the last time I cut it um, myself was when I was on my training, on my first, um, on my first, on my first yoga training, yeah, because we were, I was away for a month, so uh, I was like, I'm going to just shave it myself, so that was the first time that I shaved my head, so, uh, but it's been nice, actually, having, because I've had shaved head for, like, a couple of years now, so it's been cool to, to actually have, some hair on the top of my head. <laughs> so yeah. Very goodness. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm sure you're not having the same issues though. <laughs> um, hello to everyone that's that's joined us so far. Sorry that you're just listening to us talking about my <laughs> current hair situation. Um, welcome to uh, my first ever online, well, my first ever Insta Live. And my first ever kind of podcast recording and um yeah we've got Dougal with us here today which is so cool thank you so much for for agreeing to come on and, and have a have a chat with me it's awesome men um, talking yoga men men talking yoga who would have thought it yeah um no it's awesome and and i'm hoping to do a few i've got a few people that have said that they're going to do it so that's that's awesome um I think it's it's really important for us at the moment to to be able to to share um, and have chats, and it's such an easy way for us to share knowledge with with the world. So yeah, hopefully I'm going to get to pick your you brain. Fi- how are you find how are you finding it in the yoga world over your side um, the last month or so? How's it been? Yeah, it's been um, it's been an interesting interesting six or seven <laughs> weeks. Um, yeah, no, it's been awesome. I've, I mean, I've really, I've really enjoyed the transition to everything being online. Uh, I think it's actually been really good for, for the industry, and it's given opportunity to, to people to be able to do stuff like this and to record content online. And I think in general, I think most people have been pretty, uh, pretty positive with it. But um, yeah. it's interesting hearing the other side. So. 
uh, and being able to go to more classes myself and stuff has been awesome. But yeah, what about you? What, how have you found? How have you found it? I'm feeling. I think uh, people are going total opposites. People are either freaking out and like they, they lost their job, or they're in the NHS or yeah. you know front line, and the shits hit the fan and stuff's not good. Mm. And I got other other people who are loving it. Like I quit my job. I quit my job. I've even heard, or you know, I'm just. I realized I'm a workaholic. Or I'm mm. spending more time with my family. And there's no one yeah. kind of in the middle going, yeah, yeah. I don't care either way. Mm. Very, yeah. very extreme reactions both ways, and yeah, uh, I think I'm, I'm in the, I'm in the, uh, this is great camp myself. Mm. <laughs> I travel a lot. I te- I didn't realize how much I was teaching, and you know, as a yoga teacher, you get busy. Mm. Uh, what that does to you, uh, but uh, it's made me. It's it's forced me to dump a whole pile of stuff, and uh, I think I'm coming through. Actually, that's not a bad idea. So. I think That's a lot good. of us are going to have these type of things happen to us. I'd yeah. be amazed if we. I think it's going to be so interesting. Not just going what's going on at the moment, but what the what's going to happen when lockdown starts to ease and when travel is back on. Like it's going to be really interesting to see how the yoga world and the rest of the world is is going to have changed. Because I, I I can't imagine that this isn't going to have lasting impacts on. Our industry and all the industries, um, but the the yoga world has been an interesting one for sure. I think it's uh, it's been yeah, it's been very interesting. I've enjoyed I've enjoyed it. I mean, obviously. So for those of you that don't know, I'm doing Dougal. I'm on Dougal's Yin training at the moment, and um, we shifted our fifth one of our 50 hours to uh, online, and I think it I think it actually worked really really well. Um, our, I don't know how you felt about it, Dougal, but I feel like it was it was a great it was actually a great experience to to have to spend yeah, I think fifty hours online. It was wonderful. I think there's there's things that you can do online that you can't do. Sounds really mm. weird because I was very I can't do teacher training online. I can't mm. teach yoga online before, but I've actually found uh, strangely. Uh, their real ability to connect with people because you kind mm. of like you and me right now like look staring each other in the eye mm. uh, room of yoga teacher trainings I can't I don't normally get that close yeah um, and there's a lot of things like I can record they can they can come back to my um, what I'm teaching they can revisit and there's, there's we can do weird things with zoom where I can break people into little groups and actually get get quite enforced intimate relationships mm with people and also the ability just to reach a huge a huge number of people i had 180 yeah. people in a class uh That's two weeks crazy. ago yeah i, I mean, can't have 180 people in a class no this is the thing i think that's what's what's been so interesting is i've been te- i've been um practicing with teachers that i would ne- never have got the opportunity to teach to mm-hmm. practice with like one of the teachers that i i go to regularly who's actually coming on to this um next week uh, Amy, she's in Melbourne, and I'd never be able to go to her practices because she's on the other side of the world. But what's been amazing yeah. is that I've been able to attend like quite a lot of her classes just because they're online and they work with the time zones. Um, and she's doing pre-recorded stuff, and so I think I think it's forced the the industry to to change very fast. But also, what I think is interesting is obviously initially when you know yoga was was you you had one teacher. You know, you had 
you had one teacher and you learned from that one teacher until you were at a point where you could teach and i feel like this this change in terms of having to you can then choose one teacher that you that you really really like in the world yeah yeah exactly yeah. and 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 i think that's i think that's actually really really pretty powerful um and i think yeah. that's that's given that's given me such a such a, a confidence in 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 my colleagues that i'm like cool we can like we can actually bring this up and and make it you know you know make it something that's actually really really great so i've been enjoying i've been enjoying it um but yeah it's been cool to be able to practice with with teachers all over the country that's been what's yeah. i think that's what's been the best so um so yeah no that's i'm glad that you are enjoying the shift as well um so i have a a a bit of a plan but not really so much of a plan we're just going to see what happens um but i thought we would maybe start with um your personal and i've said uh, in my head i didn't want to say your yoga journey because i feel like so many people have a yoga journey and um, but more of a a movement journey so i know obviously that you practice martial arts so i was just interested to know when it changed from you having more of a martial arts practice and how you sort of stemmed into coming to a yoga class and then how it's branched to now much more of a yin I would say you're known for your yin teacher trainings and for your yin practices. Mm. Um and I was just mm. interested to know how that how that took shape and how and where it took shape also. That would be very interesting to know. Uh yeah, that's a good that's an interesting um slant. I mean, I I started off um martial arts. I spent most most of my life in Asia in Hong Kong and Taiwan and uh I uh i spent um i bench i basically sucked at martial arts like i i studied it i've studied it for 15 15 years and um there's always the white guy amongst the bendy asian people and i think we do have that asian people are generally they're pretty bendy like you go to a yoga class it's the bendy asian chick up the front you can do all the poses she's not strong but she can do a lot of the poses so i sucked in yo- in martial arts and I like I I there's this one low stance thing which is kind of like a warrior 2. And I could never do it. You're supposed to sit down it's called the horse stance like you're on a horse but really really low. Mm-hmm. And one time it's really fat, really ugly, unfit, unpracticed Chinese dude came in the class and just went straight into that pose and I was like well screw this for bananas. That's not freaking fair. <laughs> I've been practicing like day in day out through my mm-hmm. students. Um and I just said well, eventually um I got to try something else because this is not working and I went to yoga with a bad back uh also and pretty mm. screwed up hips and um and uh yoga just gave me a different modality different rules now looking back at it and different opportunities for strength and flexibility mm. to mar- martial arts is very hips based just standing down and doing this kind of stuff Mm-hmm. for hours it seems like and um and uh and then uh you know over time i realized that there were poses in yoga i sucked at big time also <laughs> and they didn't get any better and i was like and then i was like but hey i'm the hardest working dude in this class and as the good looking people go up the front and nail the poses and they're literally like a couple of months in if that yeah 
and uh, and and I started to um, wonder what was going on. So, I I'm a I'm a really curious person by nature. That's why, you know, I barely spend more than two years in any house in my life. I always change my favorite colors, my favorite movies. Mm. Been married a long time, so that's one of the things I haven't changed. But um, <laughs> that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah, that's, well, that's good. Yeah, I think it is actually very good. Um, uh, for me, uh, to actually have that kind of restriction. Um, uh, but I think anybody who tells you who's been in this discipline, and I know you've been in in one yourself to the highest level. Is it um, was it judo? Did you say judo? Yeah, yeah, judo. Yeah, yeah I'm interested to hear your take on this. Like you kind of hit a plateau in terms of possibilities, and every time that happened for me, I just went, "Well, I'm going to do something totally different then." Mm. And yoga was one of the things that I was the next on the list. Is that your experience from? Because you got very high up in the yeah. In so judo. In, in judo, when I, definitely in my younger days, I got to a, the, there was a, there was an element of um, I think I really like the the discipline of of judo, as in like I like the structure of it. And mm. but then for me, football, soccer, uh, just came in like a tidal wave and <laughs> this this mindset of becoming a footballer was like straight into my head like oh it's you know you get so much more money just like most probably teenage oh, yeah. boys you know like it's just like straight away like you're like yes I'm going to football um, and actually before that my mum was a professional ballet dancer from when she was younger uh-huh. so when I, w- when I was probably eight nine um, I danced um, so I did ballet and I did tap dancing as well but again just like in my head I was like I'm a guy I'm a boy I shouldn't be doing this and now I wish I'd kept at that because mm. I feel like I would have been in a very different place um, from when I started my yoga journey <laughs> my yoga journey not to use that term but I think that was a massive thing um, was was how when I first started, I was very—I felt very much the same. Like I was looking around at these people, who were probably twice my age, three times my age, because I started when I was 20, um, and not being able to understand why I could do stuff that and they or why they couldn't do stuff, sorry, why they could do stuff and I couldn't, and yeah. it just didn't make sense to me. So it's only been in the last year and a half, I would say, of practicing yin. Um, that I have started to understand my own physical uh, attributes, what I can do and what I can't do, and what I'll maybe never be able to do. And I find that's actually been an extremely liberating part of my practice is to, to be able to understand my body much deeper than, than just like, oh, well, if I practice wheel pose a million times, then I'll be able to do this perfect bend. Went really... Mm, I actually don't think I'm going to, and there's there's lots of reasons as to why, um, which takes which is a great little take me into the, our next point, <laughs> which I think you you'll agree with is when you when you start practicing yin, you you get such a uh, you get such an interesting perspective of your body in comparison to others, and. Yeah. That's something that, 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 as I said, I find extremely liberating is that my body's my body and your body's your body and we're very, very different. So it's ridiculous for us to say 
the same thing. And I said a phrase the other day in one of my classes, which I think it kind of sums it up really in terms of yoga at the moment and, and how it's seen on Instagram. I, I said to my class that telling you to all get go into the same pose <laughs> is like telling everybody to wear the same size t-shirt because yeah. and it's not going to fit everyone. It will fit some of you and it probably we could say like everyone's a medium and it will fit-ish but some people are going to be it's going to be drowning them and others it's going to be skin tight and I feel like that I don't know how you feel about that but I feel like that's a good analysis on how a lot of postural yoga alignment based yoga can be so yeah how, I would you, I would, would you say uh, that I, would, that's a, I guess I would say that I'm kind of like Freddie Mercury called himself a, a musical prostitute um <laughs> Uh, I, I would call myself a movement prostitute if that was the case mm. um, because the great thing about him like he's a um, I think he was a, pa a Pakistani um, I think they were they weren't were they Muslim I thought or maybe Farsi I can't remember but they weren't they weren't um, they were a smaller um, uh, group of people in their country and so mm. he was forced to move between different races and different countries and different languages and that's what hit me as soon as like um, I did martial arts I did Tai Chi I did um, uh, another style a couple other styles of martial arts I did different styles of yoga and what I found is that they have rules like you know like uh, if we're gonna mm -hmm. take with a t-shirt thing like there's a medium in the US and there's a medium in UK and there's a medium in China but they're all very different sizes mm -hmm. and I found that uh, that what people said you must do let's take an, an obvious yoga thing like you must you must have your hands shoulder distance apart in downward facing dog well if you take that in a, in a in a gym world for a push-up for example they say well no actually let's bring your hands very far apart mm. that's better for you and so that these worlds were contradicting each other but they had very very strict like uh, this is it, or you will freaking die. You know, Jesus will, you know, uh, send you to wherever, somewhere bad. Yeah. Or and that really that opened the world for me for um, for the rules and the things that we hold in yoga to, to be so um, so so closely held and so kind of central to what we mm. all do. And, and uh, so that's become my, my, my work as a trainer is to, is to open people's minds uh, mm. again. <laughs> blow, blow people's minds. That's what you normally, that's what I feel. When, I, when, I'm, when I'm on a training and Dougal will say something, uh, it's always like one of these, <laughs> these moments that I take a piece of knowledge in and then I think about all the times that I've cued it in a class <laughs> and then it comes out the other side and I'm like, what, <laughs> what have I been doing? I'm, I shouldn't be teaching. I've said all the wrong things, and that's been that's been something that I have massively taken from Yin training or functional anatomy training, we should maybe say, mm. um, and being able to take it into a Yang more uh, more of a Yang style practice mm. and a teaching. And I think that's been yeah. massively important. And I think m not enough teachers. I, I always say that we 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 just spew out information that we've taken in this year from other teachers. And there's nothing wrong with that, especially if you're a new teacher and you're watching this and you're thinking, oh, oh God, because I've got a couple of, I've got quite a few younger um, teachers who have maybe only been teaching for a few months who will be, I'm sure, saying things that 
they will just have heard before because they don't really know why they're seeing it. It's just a cue that you've heard. And yeah, something like shoulder width apart and downward facing dog has been huge. Or the one that I said to you that I had heard a lot was lifting your arms above your head and then dropping your shoulders down, even though your entire shoulder joint moves as one, including your clavicle. So lifting is actually going to have to happen for your arm to go higher. So that one has been a huge one for me, uh, learning that cue and being like, mm, actually, that doesn't make any sense because it's not functional anatomy. Um, so, yeah, yeah I mean, bring... I mean, um, most yoga teachers learn in 200 hours, which is a month of mm. time. And uh, it's only natural to, um, to have to be, by that, by that restriction, have to stick to... Um, either rote learned stuff or um, or just things that are easy to kind of package in that amount mm. of time. Mm. And uh, uh, I, I think my plea to everyone who practices and teaches yoga is keep your mind open. Keep your mind open. You no way you're going to learn everything that is sacred to yoga in a month. Mm. And um, and so, you know, we go back to when I first started uh, tai Chi way back in the day like there's no way of you'd be teaching probably until your teacher died like uh, so if that's the case like you know I'd have to wait you'd have to wait till I died I'd have to wait till my teacher died and then you can start teaching well there's no I'm like I'm competing with my trainees now for online teacher classes, classes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, some of them haven't graduated yet and um, the world is just so different um, to how it was 10, 20, 30 years ago. Mm. And um, and uh, and then we get into these big fights. So like, my teacher told me this and my teacher told me that. And, mm. you know, what I, what I hope is that people learn, give themselves time and give themselves opportunity um, to learn the rules, just like we did in school. Like your, your teacher said, don't smoke. Do we, did all of us listen to that? Well, not me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, some of us crept around the back, and in a way, I'd like us to creep around, creep around the back of the yoga shala. And mm. well, how about if I stick my hands over there? What would happen now? Totally. Um, yeah. I think I think there's a there's a there's an element of there's an element of fear in in a lot of in a lot of yoga from a teacher's perspective and also from a student's perspective. I understand that uh, that. A practitioner if you tell them to do something they're probably going to listen because they think that you know but yeah you, you don't really know everything and it's going to take a long time in fact you probably aren't ever going to know everyone's body full stop you can know body types and you can know a lot of functional anatomy but what works for the person at the front of the mat the front of the studio isn't going to work necessarily always for the back of the studio and i think that's been yeah. the, one of the biggest things is, is that um you, you, to, to tarnish everyone with the same brush to say put your hands shoulder width apart um, is something that only hopefully over time more people will learn uh, with their own learning isn't necessarily exactly. going to work for everyone so but yeah I think, I think exactly. the, the fear thing is correct I think more people need to be curious um, with their own body type and with what's going on for them so and how do you think that yin Specifically, Yin, how do you think Yin can help you uh, understand that as a practitioner, not as a teacher, 
Um, how can how can Yin help you understand? So the way the way that I've learned Yin from I started learning it as part of a warm up or deep hip opening poses in Tai Chi. Strangely enough, like twenty thirty years ago, you just sit on sat on the floor for half an hour and、uh, did like in with a wide angle what would be Upavista Konasana or wide angle seated forward fold yoga for half an hour, and then we do like upper body stuff, and then we do this for five minutes, and we do that for five minutes.、Mm. And the idea is that you slowly, slowly open up, and I did.、Um, but in Yin, because you're in the poses so long, and once you work through tension, like there'll be many people listening to this who don't have tight hamstrings anymore, for example. Well, then now what?、Um, and And how far do you want to go? Like, do you do you keep opening up your hamstrings until your so Upavista Konasana, your face is flat on the floor? Well, then do you put your foot on a on a bolster, your feet on bolsters, and then on more blocks until you can like go round and then kiss your own butt and come back and、yeah. kiss your lower back. I mean, how how deep is your forward fold gonna go? What's the aim and why? And、um, Why is the big question? Like one of my favorite、mm. yoga quotes is、um, uh, at Bernie Clark's. What are the spiritual advantages to seeing your own butt?、Um, uh, because in yoga we think there's more and more and more and more and more. And now in Yin, if you hold a passive, like non-muscularly engaged pose for ten minutes, five minutes, ten minutes,、um, you very quickly are. Affronted with why the hell are you doing this,、mm. and and、uh, you very quickly realize that some people can just keep going further, and other people can't because of what I call variable bone anatomy. People have different hip socket shapes and hip socket orientations and leg bone.、Uh, for example, femur joint. This is the femur, and this is the head of the femur. The head of the femur can face different ways. The neck of the femur can be up and down, and so very quickly you get it. You are confronted with, with what is all of this yoga business about? Is it to keep going deeper and deeper and deeper? Because that's what we're often sold in yoga teacher trainings and in many styles. Like the example I often give is Ashtanga. You have level one in like old school. Like then you go level two and you have.、Mm. The third series, you cannot do the second series until you've completed the first series because that's more challenging. And and there is there then it becomes a hierarchy and there are advanced and beginners and it gets very very complicated. And I what Yin has found was that if if we assume that some people can do some things and it's not their fault if they can't do other things and vice versa, well then we start to think about well. What is yoga really about? And that's where, that's where Paul Grilly and his teachings have massively impacted my approach to yoga. Is questioning what this is all about because I think we've got a fairly lost in the last twenty years,、um, as you say, the Instagram yoga, like、mm. you know, balancing one finger on a cliff edge、yeah. in one-armed handstand.、Um, And that is seen as、um, the the nirvana, the place to get to for everybody.、Mm. And is it? 
is yeah. it? I, th- I think that's a that's, that's such an interesting point about you know how it's how it's evolved and really like what well what's the what's the point <laughs> you know what what's the point in, in, what's what's the point in what we're doing really what is the yeah. what what is the point and if there's no if there's no end to it then why why are we why are we doing it and i think the depth the depth thing is such a good point because you're told over and over again that you, if you can't do something it doesn't matter you could be in an hour vinyasa practice for example and you could nail every single pose and have the best practice you've ever done but you maybe you, you, you the teacher says do a handstand hop and you fall flat over and that's that's you you can't you're not an advanced yogi and to me there's such an emphasis on advanced intermediate and, and so many different levels and really is that even a thing does that actually really even need to exist in a, in, in any way shape or form and i think instagram Instagram has got massive, massive thing to do with it, unfortunately. Um, uh, yeah, yeah, but I, I, it's there. Mm. It was there in my early classes, like the advanced people up the front and everyone else kind of behind them. Instagram, mm. I think, has really amplified that. Uh, but I think, you know, we have, we have over time... Um, there's one of the great quotes um, in the beginner's mind there are many possibilities in the advanced minds there are few and I think where one of the ways I interpret that quote is um, that the more you practice kind of your 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 windows of opportunity and your open-mindedness actually decreases mm. And I think a lot of people get focused on, you know, like I got to memorize all of Patanjali or I got to I got to get open that huge coffee table book and I got to get all those poses. And if I don't do them, I'm not worthy. I'm not good. Mm-hmm. I'm not on the right path, I'm not going the right way. I'm not a I'm not trying hard enough. There's just a snowballing of all of this stuff. Yeah, I don't know about you can tell me about your first yoga class, but my first one, I remember it because it was so freaking mind-blowing like I was just like it was like steam coming out of my ears and blood coming out of my nose and tears <laughs> coming out of my eyes and yeah. sweat coming out of everywhere and I was in an agony but yeah. I was like I was like in just raw survival mode like ah like you know warrior two like ah 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 that's <laughs> that kind of my arms like hold it more like are you crazy and then totally. the others died but like now, like in where I can hold word to, you know, ridiculously long time, but it's not the same, you know, psychological and emotional experience. Mm. There's like so many possibilities in my worry. Or you were like, oh man, I can do this. Then like my back problems will go and maybe I'll, you know, I'll be, I can meditate in full lotus now. And then I can kick a football because I got a bigger range of motion in my hips. Mm. Whereas now it's just like, uh, well, yeah, warrior two. Well, that's you know, because I'm an advanced yogi. Yeah. And so I, th- I think there's a lot of things as we've got more advanced and more focused on all the rules, we've lost kind of the innocence and the uh, opportunities, like the childlike innocence that's mm. come. Like if you look at kids, like they, the, the world is their oyster; they can do anything you want. Whereas you get to like my age, and we're like typical, you know, grouchy. 
old white guys, and um, with, <laughs> which is, sums it up sometimes. So, so I, you know, I think the more advanced you get, mm. uh, sometimes, not always, we can lose um, the reason for, and it gets very serious too. The reason for why we're doing mm. this stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah, I would agree with that. I've I found that, especially teaching online. <clears throat> I think there's some air of the seriousness of it has dissolved because it's almost so com <laughs> it's so comical what you're doing. You're speaking to a laptop in your living room that you've made look really pretty on one side, and then everything else is on the other side of the camera. Um, <laughs> you know, like my whole li my whole yeah. living room has been completely turned around. And I you should make that an Instagram post. Yeah, it's it's really honestly. It's quite comical, like everything. Like I've got like four chairs on that side, but I've got these lovely plants that look like they've been there forever, but they've not. Um, but, you know, like I think the seriousness of yoga, sometimes we can get so caught up in it that we, I'm not saying that it's not a serious practice because I realized to a lot of people that it really is, you know, it's their real life. And, that, and I've got so much respect for that. But I feel like sometimes it can be so almost, um, yeah, so serious that you lose the the, the enjoyment of yeah. the practice in itself, and you you're so deep in searching. And maybe this is something that happens when you're more advanced, but you're so deep into trying to find that sensation, those sensations that you can feel, that you miss you miss everything else. What you're actually doing at the at the time, you miss all of the, the great sensations that you feel in a yoga class, and even shavasana. You know, like I think people. Serious shavasana, just, just like literally let it be and just see see what happens in in the experiences itself. And I think that's such an easy way to define it as a as a um, as a thing. Is it's just an experience, and it and it's going to be different every single day. And but and just enjoy that as much as possible. Uh, yeah. And I think I think I think people have lost sight of it. You know. Um, well, for me. Yeah, for me, like I'd hate my yoga practice to become like, you know, like a responsibility or a mm. or a requirement or mm. like something that I gotta. I mean, I got enough shit in my life where I gotta, I gotta deliver food for my kids and you know pay my bills and mm. be a decentish husband and I gotta I gotta list long like this every day. I don't want to add yoga to to that. In mm. fact, I think yoga is the antidote to all of that stuff. Mm. And it's if it's not, it becomes serious. Like, oh shit, I didn't. I did forty-five minutes. I didn't do an hour. Just like you know, I microwaved food. I didn't make a proper meal. Or you know, uh, we're down to ten ten pounds a month on mobile bills because I don't have the money for fifteen pounds for everyone mm. in my family this month. Like, I don't want my yoga to become like that it's got to be if it's gonna if it's if it's gonna work it's got to be there's got to be no deliverables there's got to be no responsibility it's got to be it's got to be the yin aspect because that's the yang that's all the yang stuff right that's yeah. like how much how fast how quick how strong uh how good and bad whereas yin is and that's that's the huge art of art part of the practice is just like sleep it's like this is the sleep, this is the rest, this is the nurturing, this is the mm. restore. And uh, this is a great time to be talking about this kind of stuff. And so therefore all of those deliverables and nailing the pose and 
getting it right and advanced in levels they have to they have to go mm. like how how well am i resting is it a level 1 rest or a level 3 rest well, that's... yeah 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 you sure like and i think that i think people as well even with um not just with yoga practice but with with everything that goes with that as you say resting meditation as well like so many so many times i get asked am am i am i meditating correctly yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, well, your meditation experience is going to be very different from my experience. And for me to say, do this, do that, do this, do that, you're going to find something that maybe does work for you. But what works for me is not going to work for you, you know. And uh, and that's such a or or the other the other thing that I love is, but what do you do? What do you? What is meditation? How do you do it? And it's like, well, if you need to try it first and see what you know, see what happens. And there's there's people there's people that um that's names have come up on this whilst I've been watching. And uh and, you know people <laughs> people have asked me. People have asked me like, "Oh, so what what is it? What why do you do it?" like and I think they see it very as a very serious thing and and, and it's it's as you said, it's an antidote for all of the other shit that you've got going on well, in your life at one now. point. Your life is serious enough and just like just like not that let... it's not powerful i mean that's you would i'm sure you would agree as a yoga mm. teacher but serious is not what i would label it and mm. high stakes is not what i would label it um powerful yes mm-hmm. life changing yes mm. that's why we have all these journeys and stories but serious and um rules based that we cannot break absolutely not um mm. Yeah. One thing that um I wanted to speak to you about was <clears throat> as a as a teacher and somebody that's uh that's worked in the I would say fitness fitness industry to some extent health industry well-being industry surrounded maybe by family or friends who don't who aren't on the same path and maybe you know you know what would be good for them <laughs> in terms of doing yoga and do you find it difficult to stay in your lane that's what i'm going to say or is that something that you've learned over time because that's something that... i'm not very good at staying in my lane anyone who's been in my car uh, will know that <laughs> stay in your lane yeah or staying in my life uh staying in my staying in my life is uh uh i used to be i used to be the i used to be the this comes with age or i don't know boredom or or i don't know jadedness or whatever but <laughs> i used to be like yay yoga you should be doing yoga like you got to do it cuz you're dying and you're fat and you're ugly and you're inflexible and you're depressed and you got acd yeah. or ocd and you got and i used to be like uh, how many of those did i acd acd <laughs> you do but they could do with it as well. <laughs> yeah, they could um, do with it too. They've all got sore backs, I'm sure. I <laughs> uh, definitely. Um, but how many of those people did I convert to doing yoga? Mm. Zero. Yeah. And uh, my closest family is is a perfect example of that. Mm. Um so now I'm almost to the opposite. Well, like uh why well, I do yoga and I just kind of drop it there. And I would say I've had certainly many more times success with that. Mm. Um you know it's just like Harry Krishna's or you know Christian you know when Christians come to your door you like tense up and you're like 
how am I going to get them away? But you、mm. can't pretend you're in because the cat's there, or you know your door's open and they've seen your car or whatever. <laughs> so you got to come and answer the door. But the, you're, all that's on your mind is trying to get them the hell away. away yeah, and I think that's what I used to do to people.、Um, I've had over the last. So、I've been in UK now for coming up for four years, and、uh, moved close to my like my blood family here, and a good chunk of them have come to me、uh, through me shutting up, and and、uh, and I fixed a good chunk of them. We fixed them together, like serious chronic problems,、mm. but it's not by me telling them. I think、mm. I learned the hard way. I don't know how to say that, and it's hard because you love these people,、mm. like your, you know, your grandmother or your grandfather or your parents are stiff, and they're gonna grievously injure themselves through being not flexible enough, like slipping、mm. over in the ice or whatever,、uh, or they've got chronic back pain and they're on, you know, bad painkillers, even morphine or steroids,、mm. and it hurts. It hurts. Um, but you know, I've had arguments. I've had tears running down both of our face. Arguments where、mm. they've just said, "You like, you can't, you can't tell me what what to do." So、mm. I've learned that you sit up, sit down, and shut up, and you wander around. And this this is more powerful. You like wander around with no back pain, smiling, being happy as hell. That drives people freaking insane, <laughs> particularly in UK. People are you know. Britain's a lot of things, but I wouldn't say it's like the, hey, look at me, I'm happy, and I'm going to tell it, shout everyone, to everyone this. That's not a thing which is respected that much.、Mm. Um, so, but if you do it, it either drives people insane, which I'll take, and annoys people, which I'll take, or it inspires people.、Um, so, that's my ten cents. Is、um, no, I, I, I think、yeah. that's. Uh, uh, you thank、think? you. Thank you for sharing that.、Um, yeah, I would agree that <clears throat> I feel like you're right in that if you if you if you try to just stay in your own lane and yeah,、uh, not I don't want to say lead by example because I'm not leading by example in any way, and I wouldn't pretend that <laughs> that I'm a perfect example of a human being. But I feel like there's a there's a certain there's a certain aspect of people looking looking in. It's going to be more inquisitive than you going to them and saying, "You need to do this. You need to do that." Just because, just like you were saying before, like when your teacher says to you, "Don't smoke," or whoever says, "Don't smoke,"、yeah. you you just go and smoke. <laughs> it's just、yeah. automatic. You just it's just like a switch. So, whatever if you tell somebody to, yeah, stop drinking or to do yoga, they'll just not do it. So I find that you, I I think that you're correct in that. Um, if you try and, yeah, I don't want to say lead by example, but that's the best term that I can kind of come up with in my head right now.、Um, yeah, people get inspired by other happy people. I'm sure everyone listening to this, you list your top three people that you like. You know, like for me, like Will Smith is a great example. He's kind of my age, and he's just a happy bastard. You know, he's just like a, <laughs> sure he's rich, he's got a beautiful wife and amazing kids and all that stuff, but he's. He's just—he's never once like come up to me like you white guy like smile and make、uh, bad jokes. But he's just—he just, just looking at it makes me smile. Like he bungee jumped out of a helicopter on his fiftieth birthday. I'm like, okay, that's pretty. 
Yeah, that's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty um, cool. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. It's 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 such an interesting, and I think one of the big things uh, you you'll know better than myself. Where obviously you've only lived in the UK for the last four years, you said, um, and I I may have asked you this question before, but what what do you notice the big differences are here? In comparison to other parts of the world, where maybe there's less of, maybe there's le- not less of, but maybe um, people are in a better state or they live longer. I know that, for example, Japan, uh, prime example, they they live the oldest in the whole world, and um, mm. I'm I'm very interested in in why <laughs> why. I think it's, it's a complex question: diet and DNA, and lifestyle. Like I've I've read, I think a great book is、uh, Malcolm Gladwell's Outliers. And one of, one of the things I remember from that book is like a bunch of people who eat red meat and they're all fat and they all live and are very happy.、Um, so it's not it's not easy to generalize.、Um, but I think in Europe in general,、um, and North America reflects this and. Asia, advanced Asia, like Hong Kong and Singapore,、um, and the big cities like in Tokyo, reflect this also. As people are not moving in by anywhere near enough,、um, mm. and、um, I think it was on my first week, I got on you know the little buses in Edinburgh, Lothian buses, and there's that kind of newspapers, little、mm. free newspaper you can pick up. And I remember on the front page of that whatever it was called thing, it was like seventy five. Percent of Scots over forty have chronic back pain.、Um, that's just nothing. That's not. That's I would never have read that.、Uh, at least in developing Asia, you know, like in China, Vietnam, Thailand,、mm. because people are just moving around all the time, and、uh, we have a crisis of、uh, of pain and.、Uh, Chronic illness, and that's why I love being a yoga teacher because we're in the front line. You can get to the people early enough in that pain and teach、mm. them to take responsibility for their a lot of the pain. And you might not get rid of the pain. And I've read enough white papers that actually yoga teachers have as much bodily injury as everyone else. It's just our reaction to the pain in our body is totally different.、Yeah. That. That is no matter how crap my pay is over the next year,、um, like every day almost, like the interaction with somebody who says, "Ah,、oh, that was great. Ah,、oh, that was good. Ah,、oh, that was amazing." Just moving—that's the power of yoga. So whether you're a new teacher and you are applying all of these rules, of which we've just,、um, you know, blown up in the first ten minutes of this talk. <laughs> Like don't you're you're thinking like oh my god I have to do yoga, screw it. Whatever, just get people moving,、mm. and the power of that. However, we whatever our disagreements in the yoga world about about movement, the power of just moving is 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 magic. It's medicine.、Mm. Um, it's mysterious, and it's amazing. And、mm. um, so. I think we're more important. We should be critical workers, or whatever. We should be. We should be. <laughs> we should be out know, there. Yeah, we we should be out there、mm. helping this nation and in, in every nation、mm. 
yeah, I do. I do feel. I do. I do feel that we, as a as a country, and this 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 is a massively open t- discussion. But our yeah. our health service, um, people are are much more prone to going straight to it with a with a back problem than necessarily looking at uh, acupuncturist or uh, you know chiropractor yoga yoga. They they I think they're much more in line to go towards. Their GP, which isn't a, that's not me saying anything against NHS because thank God we've got them at the moment. But um, mm-hmm. I feel like we could be doing a lot more uh, looking at our bodies before having to go to the doctors. Um, and and I think a regular yoga practice or um, any movement, as you say, is just it's just so important. And unfortunately, we're just not moving enough. I'm hoping that with this lockdown at the moment, I think more people are starting yoga. I think, which is amazing. Um, yeah. th- three or four of my friends um, that I didn't think would ever do it <laughs> are now are now doing it, which is amazing, you know. And that's that's to me very that's as you say that's moving to be a yoga teacher in this period of time. So um, I'm very conscious of your time to go. So um, I had a couple of questions people sent in to me um, that okay. they wanted to ask you. Is that okay? Do you sure. have the time? That's part of yeah. Uh, we, have, we have got two questions. I'm just going to read two out. So, okay. uh, do you think that this is one question? Or sorry, why should teachers train in yin? <laughs> <laughs> That's mm. a question. This is a question. Yeah. Why should why should teachers train specifically in yin yoga? Oh, and uh, uh, Hannah's also just said, how do I stretch my low back? Hannah, who just asked the question right now, has the, the, the deepest hip flexion I think I've ever seen. Her spine oh, yeah. has, her lumbar spine has no curve, zero. Even when wow. we, it's incredible. I, I, it was funny because I was around at her house a, a wee while ago and <laughs> she, she said to me, I need to how, give me a yin pose that I can do. And I tried everything like the deepest flexion that i could think of and her sp- looking at her spine it was like this and everything it wow. was so interesting so so interesting awesome. um sorry anyway yes let's go back to why should teachers train well again. uh um round your spine in poses that would be that's the quick answer to that so don't don't do flat back poses round your spine that's breaking <laughs> all the rules uh, but that's how you yeah. stretch your back um well, the short answer to why you should train in yin is, let me flip it around, is I, um, I could teach Ashtanga or I could teach um, Bikram Yoga. Um, if I did, I don't think it would take 24 hours for me to be in some serious chit, sat-chit ananda with people. Um, like, hey, I've just decided I'm teaching Ashtanga tomorrow. Mm. I could. I've done enough Ashtanga. I think I memorized the primary series. I could teach it. Could I teach it as well as a good, um, as its qualified, experienced, knowledgeable Ashtanga teacher? No. Mm. Um, could I teach a Bikram class as well as a good, knowledgeable, qualified, experienced Bikram teacher? No. Could I teach a forest class? No. Anyone can teach Yin, and there there is a lot of that. Because Yin is not a trademarked um, style, a lot of people are teaching it. That's wonderful. 
But if you're gonna teach it optimally and offer students the power of the practice, then you gotta learn. You gotta learn that. I can, I can, I can make a banana bread. I can, I can probably, I can probably make a four-course meal. But it's, both of those are gonna suck. I could teach those other styles of yoga. I could, I could still teach. I could teach ballet if I really wanted to, I guess.、Mm. But when you are putting people in poses for five minutes, passively, no muscular engagement, untrained. That's highly dangerous, and that's why there is so much debate on the internet. Banal debate, in my mind, between people who have no idea what they're talking about. Like, I'm hypermobile. Should I practice yin? It's dangerous to hold a pose for five minutes with your. These are these are things that my students know coming out of their first class, their first class. Like, never done yoga before. Yet I see. Rockstar yoga teachers、um, going on the internet and 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 bombarding it because they're not trained in it, and the people they've taken training with or classes with aren't trained in it.、Mm. It's the blind leading the blind. So, simply question why you learn the style that you did and spent so much time, and it's the same in Yin, and because it's highly dangerous practicing、mm. stuff that you don't know. Mm. Um, and teaching it to other people, I, just, I don't think it's complex. So there you go.、Mm. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think I think that's a I think that's a great I think that's a great analogy. It's, it's like you know,、uh, it's like a maths teacher teaching an English、yeah. class. They're 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 both、yeah. teaching, but and the, the math teacher could probably get away with teaching an English class. I would hope that they had decent English ability, but you know they're not going to teach it. They're going to teach a very skeletal. Um, that's maybe the wrong word and, to use when we're talking about math. This, this is more critical because it's if you come away from a math class and you can't do long division, which I still can't do, <laughs>、um, uh, embarrassingly but true.、Uh, this is people's bodies.、Mm. They they're gonna come out at best with it just like I'm not sure what was going on that was boring, which I a lot of people come out of classes led by a non-trained yoga Yin yoga teacher. And at the other end of the scale, they come out injured, or in fear of injury. Yeah. And then, 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 I, then you get things like Yin is dangerous, and and、uh, you know, then people like myself and a lot of my other Yin colleagues have to spend time clearing up the mess. And、mm. so that is that is highly unfortunate. And so you haven't teached, you haven't teached, you haven't taught, you haven't trained in Yin. Please don't teach it.、Um, mm. And I don't mean. Twenty hours, or thirty hours, or forty hours. I, I, this is a full, a full teacher training, and it、mm. takes a full amount of time. And even that is still not enough. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll I'll get off my. No, thing, I think but, I, I think I think you're right, and I think as you said, it's the blind leading the blind, and so many people、mm. will get on their high horse, blind. <laughs> Getting on a high horse blind is probably a bad idea, but you know, there's so many, <laughs> there's so many. Uh, teachers that are teaching Yin, that are are giving Yin are giving Yin a bad name to other. And it's not their other, fault.、So、no, and it's not their fault. Sometimes the students tell them. Tell them the, the studios tell them to teach. So,、hmm. I think、yeah. one of the biggest things that I've noticed certainly is、um, 
is the being able is understanding how to adapt a pose like everyone can write down six or seven yin poses that they've copied from the internet um you know a forward fold a sphinx pose a couple of twists and some la- lateral stretches but you teach 20 people in a room for example and maybe only five of them are feeling it in the shapes that you've just put them into and it's understanding uh it's understanding how to you know how to adapt the pose and i think that's something that yeah. uh that that a yin training gives you the ability to understand is is how to adapt the poses to suit yeah. different people um totally because anyone yeah, every, every anyone knows what pigeon is yeah mm. but what's pigeon about why are you what are you supposed to be doing and feeling mm. in for for that pose in five minutes what's good what's not good um what do you do when a student says that hurts if i put that there mm. um yeah mm. That was a great that was a great answer. <laughs> I'm glad we kept that <laughs> short. I'm glad we kept that nice and nice and short. Um you got a difficult la- question. Yeah, the last question that I'm going to ask you. <laughs> okay. The last question that we're going to ask you is um and I think this is a good one is ba- the balance of um yin and yang. So <clears throat> how much yin to how much yang is is something that I see a lot. Uh Should oh I'm going to answer that one. Should yin be taught online if the teacher can't see adjustment? Um yin can, I'm going to answer that one sorry Dougal. Uh y- yes it can be taught online. Um I am confident enough in teaching an online yin class um because I can adapt the pose for anyone. Um comfortably adapt it to make them feel it. And yeah, we you know online. I would maybe not teach it a Facebook Live or um, you know something where you can interact with the people uh, quickly. But Zoom is Zoom is a great is a great platform to use. They can just jump. If I always say in every in every pose, I give everyone two options that are that are both on the same target area, and then I'll say if you if you know if you if you're doing this pose and you still can't feel it. If you're feeling nothing, you're just lying there and it's, you're not feeling anything. Or if you're feeling it and it's sore. in us in a point that I've pointed out come on mm. come on to the chat and just write me a message and I'll give you another option because the the great thing about having that yin training is that you that you have this this book of poses that you can give them for options so yeah I I think I think yin can be taught online if you're comfortable with with teaching it oh if, I've just got a thing saying that I've only got 1 minute and 55 seconds remaining So oh, okay. you're going to have to make you're going to have to make this one really fast. But well, yin and yang, you got to you got to play and decide. There is no right and wrong. You got to decide. Uh for some people they want a lot of yang. Uh like if someone's, you know, tired and doesn't move, you got to do a lot of yang. If you are a yangster, if you do if you're like a banker with five jobs, three ex relationships, 10x kids or 10, you know, kids five houses in a different place you need more yin um everyone must experiment with these most people make the wrong choices like you know people with very aggressive lifestyles do more yang they actually mm. need yin and people who are very tired and lethargic do more yin than actually to do the other so everyone's got to experiment there's no right and wrong cookie cutter answer mm. play with it and see what works what makes you feel good thank you that's a that was a that was a very fast 
30 second answer. That's what Instagram Most people make the wrong decisions. Yeah. Mm, yeah. I think yeah. I, I, I would agree with that statement. Um, I will listen. I could, I could, we could talk all day on, on yin and um, <laughs> yeah, on yoga in general. But uh, I just want to thank you for, for taking your, your afternoon you. with me. And uh, thank you to everyone that's been listening. And I will be on here next Thursday at uh, the same time, I think. Or maybe it's next Friday. I can't remember. I'm going to have to double check that. But thank you so much. And I will uh, see you all very soon. Thanks, go. Thank you. Take care. Special thank you to Dugo for agreeing to come onto the podcast. I hope you guys enjoyed our conversation as much as I did, and I will see you for the next one. Thank you.